1: Rise for their majesties of royally obsessed. The
2: podcast for all things royals.
1: Stand by. Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen.
2: Hi and welcome back to royally obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan and I'm Caitlin Menza and it's time for your weekly update on the British royal family, as opposed to those other ones.
0: <laughs> there's they're too n- many. there's They're nice, but they're no. There are no Brits. Like, we don't care. We don't.
2: (laughs) So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Yeah, we like those. And today we are pretty busy, per usual. Guys, it's a lot. Yeah. As Caitlin said last week, the royals don't rest in the summer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. But it is exhausting.
2: Yeah, we were quite tired, so we would like a vacation. Yeah. But uh, so we are first talking about Prince George's birthday. Yay. And then, ugh, Markle family drama per usual. Markle's be talking. <laughs> <laughs> and did the Queen give Meghan and Harry the best wedding gift of all time? They definitely, they got it. And then later we are going to be joined by Elizabeth Holmes, the good one, not the bad one. Uh, <laughs> she is a fantastic freelance writer who wrote for the Wall Street Journal covering style for years, and she's also written for New York Times, in style and just about every publication you love, and she has an amazing Instagram stories uh, series. franchise. It's perfect, and it's called So Many Thoughts, and we're so excited to chat with her. Yes, she is as royally obsessed as we. Yes, but more polite. Uh, slightly. <laughs> slightly. Uh, but first, our royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. We're back on the g and train. It's just, when it's so hot, like what else are you gonna drink? Yeah,
0: our AC uh, in the studio is busted right now, so it's the only thing getting us through.
2: Yeah, so our table's basically full of condensation. <laughs> I wish it was condensation of gin and we could just enjoy it, but instead it's like water.
0: Yeah, it's fine, Um, but it's what's getting us through.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's fine, Like this is my second one, so
0: yay. Yay, that and the joy of Prince George's birthday.
2: I can't believe he's five years old.
0: Yes, so this week in royal history.
2: Now, this week in royal history. Prince George was born. Yes. So July 22nd, 2013. Do you remember where you were? I remember where I was. I was at my office at, at the time and I was a legal reporter and I was watching the live stream of the Lindo Wing. Of do you the remember door. That? I do. Yeah. Like there's a live stream of the door of the hospital yes. just waiting for them to appear. Yes.
0: I did that. I realize now five years later for Louie as well. My life has gone nowhere and everywhere, everywhere. Um, But yes, staring at that door. So I was on vacation with my family, my whole extended family, and I was watching it with my grandma and my cousins. And one by one, the cousins would trickle in and out being like, we're staring at a door. We're still we're still looking at a door. And I'd be like, God damn right, we are. Um, And it was it felt like this really special moment. I remember thinking, like, I'm going to watch this kid for the rest of his life. You know, in a non-creepy way. Like I'm watching the future king of England emerge and it really felt like something. Like I'm going to remember this moment watching a little baby come out.
2: Well, that's not crazy because we're a little bit younger than William and Harry, but we basically grew up watching them. We grew up with them. And so, of course, we're going to watch this kid for the rest of his life. That's totally normal and not at all creepy. And if anyone says it's creepy... um, They're on the wrong podcast. Yeah, like go away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Prince George Alexander Louis of Cambridge... Uh, was born at four twenty four p.m. on July twenty second, twenty thirteen, at the Linda Wing of St. Mary's Hospital in Paddington, London. And fun fact: I went to Paddington. Did you? Yes. As in,
0: how did you go there? What do you mean?
2: Um, my friend, I was visiting her when I when she had an internship in college, and she was living in Paddington. So, ah, uh, cute. I walked past the hospital because I was like, I remember saying. Oh, is that a hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Looks kinda hospital-y. So I'm basically royal. (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, So what are some fun facts about little Georgie? Hiya, Georgie. So my favorite thing about George, okay, he is notorious for his cute little moments, Yes. but my favorite one of his cute moments has to be when the Obamas were at Kensington Palace. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that picture? I do. George is in his housecoat, or sorry, in America, they say a uh, robe. He was in his robe, <laughs> and he had these like really fancy pajamas on. And he's like meeting the Obamas, and he looks so shiny. He's just shaking their hands, yes. and it's it's just too cute. Yes. And
0: the robe was terry cloth, and it had his name embroidered on the breast. Thank oh, God, like in little blue font. It said George, as if someone else in Buckingham Palace is going to take his tiny robe. Oh, it's so cute. I yeah. love that so much, and I loved that, of course, Obama in the photo, which I do think is going to follow him for the rest of his life again oh, it was the first time that the king of England future king was meeting a president and Obama like knelt down on the ground with him to like meet him and shake his hand and he looked sort of nervous in the picture I just that because he was one. tired
2: because it was bedtime it was bedtime
0: and then in the little that same uh, that same night with Michelle Obama too there was that photo of him on his little rocking horse by the window yes. like can these dignitaries leave so I can just be on my
2: rocking horse <laughs> completely so cute. and speaking of dignitaries Remember when he met Justin Trudeau? Yes. And Trudeau tried in vain to give him a high five and George just was not having it. Was not
0: having it. And, you know, so with the occasion of his birthday, all of the fan accounts that we follow of the royal family, one put together, uh, one of the Kate Middleton accounts I follow put together a beautiful video of his cutest moments. And one of them was Trudeau just looking like a huge dweeb, trying uh-huh. so hard to have a cute photo moment with George. And he's like, why is your hand here? Peasant, Um, which I love. And then it went to other montages of other people trying to do the high five thing with him. I'm pretty
2: sure that account is Kate Middleton with one
0: D? Maybe. We'll find it.
2: I'll I tell know. people. We we have a bunch of them that we follow and Kaylin sent it to me on a Yeah, DM. it was super cute.
0: But other people have tried this move of like doing a high five George is not having it. You don't high-five the King of England.
2: No, he's like, excuse me.
0: Yeah. We love sort of ascribing different personalities to him, um, but one of them is that he is just highfalutin and has no time for anything.
2: So lately when we've seen George out in public, he seemed rather shy. Yes. You know, just kind of like not really wanting to talk to people. I mean, in his defense, he's a now five-year-old, was then four-year-old child dealing with paparazzi screaming his name, I think I also would be afraid as a 31-year-old woman. Yeah, so, indeed, like, indeed, So like, no shade to that. But, you know, he's just seemed really shy and that's kind of like put out this view that maybe he's a quiet boy. But then recently when he was pictured playing on that grassy knoll with Kate and yeah. Charlotte, he looked just like a normal kid, like he was having so much fun. And then at the Trooping of the Color, when Savannah Phillips put her hand in yeah. front of his mouth, you could see he's just like a normal boy. So the Daily Mail had this big story for his fifth birthday um, just about, like, how he's a regular kid. You know, he loves volcanoes. And, I love that detail. And he's he's just so fun. And, okay, I, I don't necessarily know, like, what sources they were speaking with. But in my opinion, I assume that the palace wanted to be, like, hey, he's not that shy. He's, like, a rambunctious kid. And yeah. And then also, of course, like one of my all-time favorite bloggers, Lini Gossip, Mm -hmm. who's based out of Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Any opportunity. Seriously. But she calls him Big G. She's like, no, he's just like, you know, stomping around, not in a mean way, but you know, like just like, he's like, I'm the king, I'm stomping, I'm a little kid. Again,
0: thank God for the internet because we
2: all just ascribe these personalities to George. We were truly blessed with an image for his fifth birthday, which should be noted, was celebrated on the private island of Mystique. Yes, so there were reports <laughs> that that's, just as, as, as I'm sure
0: all of you spent your fifth birthday. Same. On a private <laughs> island. Uh, yes, he was in Mystique. Uh, that's how he was celebrating. But the Kensington Palace celebrated by giving us a an official portrait for his fifth birthday. They do this every year um, on or around the 22nd, they will release a formal portrait. Mm-hmm. Um, though maybe formal isn't the right word because it's not as if it's very uptight or stayed he looks really happy so there's no swords no so in the previous years you know for his first birthday they had a picture of him sort of taking his first steps or you know one of his first steps or he was in a butterfly like sanctuary with his parents oh my God, remember I that forgot one about that. <laughs> yeah. Kate Middleton's hair looked so good and she's wearing a really great green dress yeah they looked especially beautiful uh the campers in that picture because they're young and playing with their little baby mm-hmm. um but yes they did one where he's like reaching out to a butterfly which was adorable um in recent and one, his third birthday one was also great because he is sitting on a blanket with lupo their dog <gasps> oh my god yeah and he's feeding lupo an ice cream cone <laughs> <laughs> like he's just stuffing the ice cream cone into the dog's face um the dog is probably thrilled um i think also because sometimes you forget lupo exists like he made appearances in the first couple of formal portraits of George, but now we never see him. Um, But yes, Lupo, Lupo. justice for Lupo. So this week's portrait was clearly taken um, at the christening at Prince Louis christening a couple weeks back Um, because you can recognize the outfit and the photographer and, you know, even the brick wall. So he's he's
2: cheesing, as we saw in the other photos from the christening. I don't think I've seen him smile this big when he's not playing with a slinky. Yeah. You can see all of the teeth, all of the little baby
0: teeth. He looks adorable. Um, I think it's a little funny that the, <laughs> whenever they release, almost always when they release these portraits of their kids, they are thrown onto another event where a photographer was Present, mm-hmm. you know. I just rewatched *I Tanya* recently, and there's this joke about how she, you know, the evil mom makes Tanya wear one of her um, leotards for her formal school portraits because then she can use them as headshots elsewhere without <laughs> paying money for the headshots. And that's oh basic. God. That was done because they were didn't have a lot of money. In this case, they have all of the money that exists. But they still use a photographer whenever they're around mm-hmm. and save up the pictures for a different occasion. They've done this in the past with um their Christmas card. Like their Christmas card last year yeah, the was, blue a, was in all the blue outfits was a, a reuse from something. I don't remember what, but you knew it was an old photo because she wasn't very pregnant in the pictures, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. I mean, use an old picture. That's the whole point of Christmas cards is to be like, remember when we went to... Montauk or whatever Yeah, here's us in front of the pyramids like it's supposed to be we had a great year Um, but yeah they always reuse pictures and that's funny to me
2: well another thing that's funny is that George's pictures uh, for his birthday tend to be professional pictures yes whether it's by Chris Jackson of Getty who I follow on Instagram do you follow him yes he's great great follow he's married to Natasha Archer who is one of her stylists Kate stylists and he is an amazing follow. Like, if you ever want to know what's happening with the royals, yeah. like, follow him. So, meaning a royal, the royal photographer married the royal stylist. So,
0: it's like a power couple. They should get their own reality TV show, honestly. But they're both too discreet to do so. But definitely follow Chris Jackson on Getty, um, on Instagram. Uh, uh,
2: sorry, yeah, t- follow him on Getty too because that's where the we're drinking come. gin.
0: It's really it's hitting already. Um, but, but yeah, he's a great Instagram. Yeah. Follow.
2: So, in like this year, it was another professional p- photographer, but. uh, I mean, obviously, Charlotte has not been alive as long, but her portraits tend to be released by Kate Middleton. Like they're taken by Kate. Yeah, that's,
0: I you mean, <laughs> listen, so- one of them's gonna be king and one of them isn't.
2: Yeah, I guess like the king gets the professional photography and then the spares. Which I'm not saying in a bad way because I love them so much, but the spares get like Kate Middleton's art project.
0: Yeah, exactly. As we know, Kate Middleton enjoys photography, and so she will. She has taken many of the official photos that they've released. So the very first pictures of Charlotte, where she was like sitting in that little chair with her little beret, oh my on god, six yes, hairs. she was <laughs> so teeny. Do
2: you remember when she had the little bear?
0: Yeah, Aww. like she. So Kate Middleton took those. I believe Kate Middleton took the ones, those first photos of Prince Louis, where Charlotte is holding him and kissing his head. I believe were also taken by. Kate Hate. but yeah. again as we've said in the past it's sort of like like any mom being like i took this professionally lit photo it's like okay you, you tried um <laughs> like we all think our photos of our kids are cute but uh prince george gets the real photos gets the real lighting mm-hmm. so it's just the differences are already they're already
2: apparent <laughs> so to prince george we say happy birthday we cheers which i cheers. think is appropriate for a child's birthday yeah
0: we we cheer we drink gin to george mm.
2: Happy birthday, George. Happy five. And then we have to very quickly touch on a really annoying thing that is a constant in our lives and causes us excessive stress. Oh God. Lisa. The Markle family drama. Like they it just will never stop. Yeah.
0: So we got a couple of things this week. Well, uh, one of them is that Samantha Markle is joining Big Brother or whatever. What's this? Celebrity Big Brother. Whatever. It's all it's all just terrible. I don't I choose not to really learn about it. Um, I do like that she admitted that she is capitalizing off of Megan's fame.
2: Yeah, like, way to go. Way to, like, state the obvious, but, I mean...
0: We appreciate your honesty.
2: Yeah, but then also um, something came out this week where Megan is, I mean, this is all from sources, so who knows who it's from, but I assume it's from Megan herself, but probably not, but anyway, Megan is upset that she can't comment on her family drama. Like, part of her real position is, like, she's not supposed to yeah, there were reports that she's
0: annoyed that she can't talk about her family or can't release more statements or can't reach out to them directly. I mean, I, I think she can do versions of those things. Of course, remember, they released a statement a couple days before the wedding when he had maybe a heart attack and then kept releasing all these like insane things. Um, Meghan and Harry released a statement that week. But since then, she hasn't said anything else about her her father or her family. But a story came out this week that she's
2: frustrated, to which I say again, Duh. Of course, I'm so frustrated for her. Every week, I just want to like, well, I don't want to shake him because I don't know about his health. But like metaphorically shake him and be like, go away. Because imagine if you're estranged from your family or not like your whole family, but certain members and they won't stop saying stuff and you can't even say, well, he was, I'm not, I'm speculating. Like he was an absentee father or she was not a part of my life. Like, what do you do? You can't even like fight back? That's- That's (laughs) S-H-I-T-T-Y. You're so, so precious. (laughs) Uh, You are much more precious than the Markle family. I appreciate your discretion (laughs) and politeness. It's mostly because I don't want to get in trouble with our producers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but again, like I just, as always, I'm so sick of these two. These two, meaning Samantha Markle and Thomas Markle, though the whole clan is terrible, as we know. And the fact that now she's joining this TV show, which means we have weeks upon weeks, if not months, of more horrors. And what is anyone going to talk about with her in that house when they tape but her sister? She has literally nothing else to offer this planet Earth than gossiping about her sister.
2: Yeah, and so Katie Nichol, who's a royal expert who writes extensively for Vanity Fair, but also um, does TV appearances. She told Entertainment Tonight, "The strategy at Kensington Palace, I understand, is say nothing. Don't dignify these comments, these interviews, these articles with a response."
0: I mean, that's a great strategy because if you were if you, if they responded to every single one, that's all they would do, and it would look trashy. Like by virtue of not saying anything, the Markles continue to just like hang themselves. They're you know. so
2: awful. It's so unfair. Like it's
0: actually helping. I think Megan's image in a bizarre way because you feel so bad for her that every single time she goes out and looks great, I'm rooting for her more than I already was.
2: Yeah, I've thought about this a lot because she is incredibly privileged. She is Megan is beautiful, smart, uh, successful, now healthy, extremely rich, extremely rich, but even a duchess doesn't deserve to get harassed by her no, family. Like no. nobody deserves it. So. And it
0: kind of makes her relatable too because we all have like terrible family members and we all are thinking like if I became suddenly rich and famous, how would my family handle it? Mm-hmm. And in Meghan's case, you're like, wow, that that's my nightmare. That's mm-hmm. what would happen to me in various forms.
2: But in a completely not relatable thing, <laughs> uh, Meghan and Harry may have received the best wedding gift ever from the well, queen. Well, it's, it's
0: more like In case you were feeling too sorry for Meghan and her family (laughs) drama, just a reminder, her life is insane.
2: Yeah. So the Daily Mail is reporting that Queen Elizabeth gave Adelaide College well, college
0: coll- maybe co- maybe a college too while they're at it, but th- but a cottage. I mean cottage. You
2: guys, I'm so tired. Lisa's I've been, got gin tongue. I've been watching a lot of Mama Mia. I can't really talk <laughs> about it right now, but if you like read thecut. dot com, you'll see. But anyway, she's being tortured night and day with <laughs> Mama Mia too. You'll understand soon. I wish I could tell you, but anyway, Adelaide Cottage. Yes, she the Queen apparently gave that to Duke and Duchess of Sussex. So that sounds like okay, a little cottage. You're thinking like. Oh, like a little small, like a one-story something like in the holiday with
0: Kate Winslet, where she—that's where she lives, oh like God, down yeah. a snowy road. Yeah, but no, There's no heat.
2: <laughs> but literally, no. Yeah. It's it's like a freaking cottage on the Windsor Estate. Yeah, and it used to be. This is my favorite fact. It was the home of uh, Prince Margaret's lover, Peter Townsend. Oh, sexy. Yeah. So you know, some stuff happened there.
0: Yeah, what a bizarre history to be like. Oh, my great aunt
2: like shagged her, her lover. <laughs> it's so weird. So this, but story- I would take it. I would accept it anyway. I would love a free house. So the story that we're reading about it says um, that the source who is revealing this information, they say that uh, the couple went to a viewing, liked it, and will move in soon. I mean, of course, some of us, uh, you know, oh God, can you imagine the the practice of
0: trying, the process of trying to find a new home with your newly, like a newlywed couple. Some of us are looking at one bedrooms, two bedrooms. They're like, well, we already live in a palace, but we could
2: use something in the countryside. Yes. And not the house we've been renting, which is very close to Victoria Beckham in the Cotswolds. Right. right. Let's like find something on an actual like palace estate.
0: Yeah. So their country house will be in Windsor, which of course is where they chose to get married, um, which is about an hour west, right, of London. My geography is not great. I'm not good at directions, but hour outside, yeah, an hour outside. There's no way to know which way. <laughs> it's
2: impossible
0: when you're when you're from North America. It's impossible to know. Um, but yes, there. I I think for them it'll be sort of like Norfolk is for William and Kate, where it's their country house and that's where they actually feel like real humans and they're allowed to go to the grocery store and people leave them alone and it's not like being in London or being on tour. But I guess
2: the most important takeaway from this is. We'd love to visit. We would love to visit Adelaide Cottage. It sounds beautiful. Or I could attend Adelaide College. Yeah. <laughs> if,
0: that, if it
2: exists. Adelaide
0: would be a great baby name.
2: Well, Age of Adelaide with Blake Lively. Well, to, oh now you ruined it. Sorry, just but like, have you ever stopped thinking about answered. that? What if you're someone who just lives forever because <laughs> you get in a car accident? I think about it like oh, near daily. God.
0: Uh, well, speaking of their private lives that we know nothing about, um, the royal family, this week, Kensington Palace is just like, oh, surprise, Prince Harry went to Africa last month. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a really good person. I don't know if that was something you didn't know about,
2: He's more attractive than any of the young, hot Mamma Mia boys. <laughs> I'll tell you that much um, and with a realer accent. Um, but yes, he he's currently
0: in Amsterdam for the International AIDS Conference. But then Kensington Palace this week on, on social media, which again, I can't say enough how happy I am that Kensington Palace is on Instagram because their Instagram is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love their commentary and font choices. There's something so charming to me about the idea that Kensington Palace is also wondering should, like, with the strong font, the typewriter font Like they wonder about these things. I pick typewriter usually. Yeah, I mean, it it depends on what mood I'm in. Um, (laughs) But obviously it is wonderful that Prince Harry is in Africa doing, excuse me, I'm getting emotional already, (laughs) doing work um, around HIV and AIDS and raising awareness. Um, But I also, they noted that he went in June. So they released the photos this week for the International AIDS Conference, but he went in June to Africa. And I'm kind of wondering if he also made time for a honeymoon while he was there.
2: Yeah, like was this something he kind of tacked on to the end of his honeymoon? Yes. Because when we had Diana Pearl on uh, recently, a former People writer, She said that she's 99% sure that they were in Namibia. And I was like, no. Yes. And she was like, well, I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, we know. Yes, we know that. It's definitely Africa. Africa is very meaningful for them. They had their third date in Botswana, something I will never get over until the day I die. How I have all mine. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, as we've complained in the past, we don't know where they went on their honeymoon. We'll never know. They've chosen not to publicize it at all, even though we know where William and Kate went. Um, These two, the Sussexes, decided not to tell us, um, which is fine. That's the right privacy. Great. Um, but this was in June and I do think it would have been somewhere in Africa. It makes sense given their history and given how much Africa means to Harry. So I'm thinking that maybe they went back to Botswana for their honeymoon or Namibia or I Zambia. Heard you heard it here. <laughs> Draw what conclusions you will. I just think that the timeline makes sense that they were in Africa. And of course, please check out the photos that Kensington Palace posted um, from Harry's trip because they are beautiful and inspiring. And there's also just a really cute one where he puts his sunglasses on a little kid. You know, I love sunglasses on a little kid, especially when it's Prince Harry doing charity work. be
2: such a good dad. Such a good
0: dad. I can't, listen, I can't help it. And that kid will be named Adelaide. (laughs) That's my, that's my choice. They did sports. They chased her, the photos are just they'll crush your heart right up Um, but I also think that yes I need to I need to go find my boyfriend right (laughs) (laughs) now do you think that the other photos being taken need to leave (laughs) were a honeymoon Um, yeah so that's my theory so let's set aside my kind of maybe gross maybe controversial thoughts about Prince Harry and uh, welcome Elizabeth Holmes.
2: Elizabeth Holmes, who has a very popular Instagram story series called "So Many Thoughts," where she gives <laughs> all of her satorial commentary on the royal family. Yes. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. <laughs> yeah, for, we're so
0: happy to have you here. Thanks for having me.
2: So first, you have to tell us, like, how did you even get started on this?
1: Well, it's um my royal side hustle has <laughs> a very has <laughs> a um a very unimpressive start I have to say i um I've long been a follower of the royal family uh, and sort of an enthusiast. I got married around the time will and Kate did, and so their wedding really kind of helped me catch the bug uh, and then um Prince George, of course, his birth was a big deal, and so I was always sort of following along and um I was for ten years, I was a style reporter at the wall Street journal and um kind of just kept them in the back of my mind. And then when I went freelance uh, last year and had a baby, I spent a lot of time on my phone because if you uh, have a baby, you know that you spend a lot of time nursing. And so I was constantly nursing my son and reading my phone. And uh, last December when the, uh, when Kate and Will put out their (laughs) holiday card picture, I saw it and I thought, I have a lot of thoughts on this picture. (laughs) (laughs) And I and I, I'm a I'm an avid user of Instagram stories, and I admire a lot of people and the way they tell stories there. And I thought, let me just see if I can do kind of like a funny slideshow thing. And so I just wrote so many thoughts at the bottom of it, and then the next screen was all of my thoughts. And then I figured things are better in trios, so I added a but mostly, which is my takeaway usually uh, from a look, and it caught on. I was <laughs> no one was more surprised than me. I was um, very flattered by the response I got, and people are like, "Are you going to keep doing this?" And I thought. Why not? And now it's sort of taken over a lot of my life. These royals are keeping me really busy.
2: Let's like talk about some of Meghan's recent recent appearances. You know, she was all over Ireland with a bunch of outfits.
1: I am amazed at the strategy that she's displaying. I mean, the difference between her and Kate, obviously, is her time in Hollywood, right? Megan knows what it means to be in the public eye. She's had people dress her. She dressed as a character on a show for all those years. So she knows the power of dressing and how you can kind of craft a narrative. And her pre-wedding looks, I was really sort of... I was was curious about them because they were not very fitted. They were... trying to be both minimal and fashion forward. And I thought this is really interesting what she's trying to do. She was experimenting clearly. A lot of what I talk about is the importance of the photo op and how well a a look photographs, because yes, there are people there that are seeing her in person and seeing it move or watching videos, but the pictures are what come out of these royal engagements and that's what the royal family needs. And so it's really important for a look to photograph well. And then, you know, obviously she got married and then she sort of launched into this blush mode of hers. Yes. <laughs> and yes. it was fascinating to me. I mean, you—that that is not by accident. That is so purposeful. She is trying very hard to put forth an image of her now as an official member of the royal family. And the I call it dressing for the slideshow. You could also, you know, the montage effect of it all. Um, she's very aware, obviously, that people in the fashion world put together slideshows of her looks, that um, tabloids put together these collages where they kind of chart out her progress and that is what she was doing. I mean, those those you could tell that's what was happening. And so I was running out of thoughts on blush dresses. <laughs> <because> <laughs> same. I thought, like, is same. this what we're going to do? You know, and, and a lot of people suggested, too, that she was doing it to kind of downplay her clothes in the moment um, and that perhaps people would stop talking about her clothes if she always wore sort of the same thing or if she was trying to let the queen shine, which I think are really valid theories. But um, for anybody to think that they're not going to talk about her clothes is kind of sorely mistaken.
2: Well, I think one of my favorite one of your uh so many thoughts was uh right when Kate and William emerged with Prince Louis and you just kept saying oh. she gave birth 7 hours ago. <laughs> You're like, "Sorry, Wells, your wife gave birth 7 hours ago." Like,
1: I mean, <laughs> I thought it was so that funny and good. Blew my mind because The fact that we see the, I mean, both now, both Charlotte and Louis, we saw on the day they were born. Like, they introduced them to the public the day they were born. George, they waited a day, but for Charlotte and Louis, they came. And I was like, clearly you want to get out of that hospital. And I understand that. But, like, after having two kids myself, it is impossible to look like that seven hours after you've given birth. So she, I mean, that's sort of hero status in my mind. Well, I, I love your I,
0: note that were they doing her hair while she was pushing? Like, <laughs> wh- mean, how? Like, how literally that how? How is
1: possible? I know. And I just, I mean, clearly she's a pro at this or the, you know, third time. But still, I in those moments, and, you know, especially too when at the end of her pregnancy, I was really sort of resistant to uh, even poke fun at her clothes choices because it's so hard to dress a pregnant body and like people really wanted me to have thoughts on what Pippa Middleton wore to <laughs> Louis' christening and I definitely had thoughts but I was not going to share them because that's just that feels off limits to me pregnant women
0: <laughs> I listen <laughs> Making, I really shared I sh- ours <laughs> we shared ours I really struggled I gave 150 ca- like caveats I'm so sorry Pippa Middleton yep. but that dress should be burned it's really a
1: hard one. It's a hard one. It was There's not, no two ways about great.
0: it. Uh, but I apologize. No, I yeah. apologize to the planet. I'm still so I'm <laughs> so guilty about it. No. But like Pippa, I I just couldn't ignore
2: it. Um, and it was
1: custom. She chose that.
2: She I chose. I can't get over it. Like she wanted it. It was made no. for her. I'll, I'll love her. No. I'm not over it. It's well, not good. Well, this week there was the news or rumors that uh, Prince Harry apparently told Meghan to like kind of cut it out with the. uh, Tuxedos. Yeah. Do you buy oh, that first I think of all?
1: It's true. Like, no, I don't buy that because I think he knows exactly who she is. I mean, everybody knows who she is, right? Like, she, there's so much out there about her already. And I don't. I just don't picture him saying in my head. I mean, not that I know Harry <laughs> right. or how he thinks, um, but I just think the royal family knew what they were getting into with Meghan. Perhaps not the extended Markle family, but I well, think who that could have Meghan <laughs> is sort of a known quantity. And I think Harry very much picked her because of her ability to step into this role so quickly and seamlessly. And I mean, clearly they're in love and all of that. But I think um, there was a lot of strategy at play here with this choice.
0: Yeah. What actually stresses me out more when those kinds of stories are floated is I wonder where it came from, you know, because sometimes I do think the royals will or the establishment will float things into the world. Like, I'm sure it doesn't come from Harry, obviously, but I do. I always am concerned that there's some nugget somewhere that someone is annoyed
1: yeah like who's talking and I know that and I think too I don't ever want to put I don't ever want to encourage the likes of Thomas Markle from being out there and talking and the stuff that he's doing but I hope I hope someone is keeping not keeping it from her that's impossible but helping her sort of navigate all of this too because my heart just kind of goes out that to have the whole world watching you and to have either rumors like that one with Harry or, you know, obviously your father just out there on the international stage that just, could you imagine anything worse?
0: It's, yeah. The rumor that your right. husband doesn't love your pants. Yeah. Like all of us who ask the guys in our lives, like, do you like these pants? And they're like, whatever. And he whatever. releases a statement saying, I don't love her pants. Like that's, yeah. come on. Um, yeah. but yeah, that is, Ugh, ridiculous! I hate that stuff.
2: And we know that you also have some very adorable thoughts about the royal babies or oh. toddlers, yes. etc. Yes, but I really yeah. wanted to ask you about Charlotte's dress. You know, like she wears the same sort of dress often. Yeah, Kate. Um, Kate. I keep on calling you Kate. It's so bad. Well, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin. Says can't it's blame a you. Liberty print. I yeah, would say liber- they're usually
0: liberty print. Or is that just like my term for anything that's like a teeny tiny red or blue floral?
1: I, yes, I think that might be your term. I, I think this, this <laughs> mocked a- look... I mean, she definitely has a, a brand too, right? Yes. Kate is putting forth the Charlotte brand. And um, I think it's really sweet. More than anything, though, it's Charlotte's personality that sort of outshines whatever she's wearing. Yes. She just is such a ham and so um, second child in her approach to things. I am a second child, so I don't mean that to be... Uh, <laughs> but she just... Every, I mean, even just with those Prince Louis christening photos, she's, like, holding his hand. And, like, yes. it's just – anyway, she just kills me. I think she's going to grow up to be uh, quite the fun one to watch.
2: Do you think we should expect to see any hand-me-downs on Prince Louis? Oh, yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, the fact that she – that Charlotte wears George's hand-me-downs, I was sort of like – I mean, that is, like, the epitome of branding and frugality there. You yes. know, I mean – it's so important to remember in all of this that the royal family is like desperate to maintain their relevance and so the brand that they put forth like yes i believe a lot of it is who kate and william want to be but it's so purposeful and especially with the photos that they released to the world you know i mean the fact that george's um birthday photo was taken at the christening and so it wasn't like a special thing they didn't make it a hoopla i mean obviously yes they had the photographers there but um It just, it says so much about who they're trying to be and how relatable they want to be uh, and how important that is for them to sort of continue their reign. I don't know. I'm fascinated by it.
0: No, I think you're making me feel much better about all the analysis that we do because they are trying to tell us something. It's not, you know, none of this is an accident.
1: No. Every
0: single step, every outfit choice, every hairstyle is they're trying to reinforce something. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, I got into it with a couple of people over my criticism of Meghan's wardrobe and the price of it, but it's the same thing. I don't think people want to see super high fashion sort of out there royals. I think they want to think that maybe they could, and that's sort of the, the magic of Meghan because she was just an American, you know, just a girl on TV and now she's a duchess. And so, that, is, that sort of fairy tale works forever in the royal's favor, and so they have to make sure to handle her carefully. But then she, too, needs to sort of understand that and walk that line of being both aspirational and approachable. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen her in
2: anything affordable lately. It's been all Givenchy, Ralph Lauren, Dior.
1: Dior. Well, people are pointing out when she went to that polo match with Serena, um, I forget who she was wearing. She wore a dress that was... it it was paparazzi shot and i'm this is i've drawn my own line i don't so many thoughts paparazzi shots i only want to focus on their official appearances (laughs) (laughs) i want to focus on their official appearances because i think those are the ones that are sort of the most highly crafted and staged and so are are the most telling um i did do the oscar de la renta dress that she wore to that wedding um that awful dress—I just could not, not. But those, but those were Getty images, so I felt like that yes, was the blue and that white. Was fair, yes. yeah, the blue and, and white that. one. Um, but the grainy um, polo match photos—I did not do. Anyway, that was supposedly kind of accessible, but I don't think it counts when it's not an official engagement. I want to see her on the stage, the world stage, in in a Zara, in a J Crew. Pick like, I don't know, like pick a mod cloth I mean like pick something that people really shop and understand and could buy themselves and and have that moment where it sells out and you know everybody goes nuts for it just you know like once every other month even like it it wouldn't be hard or
0: some tiny American or tiny Canadian brand something like that where it like changes the career of
1: someone just wear like Rebecca Minkoff you know carry a Rebecca Minkoff bag or something you know I mean those are all things that are you know still aspirational but within reach for a lot of people and so I think that that's my my advice to her if she's listening. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for being here. This was so amazing. We're so happy to hear your thoughts. Yes, and can you remind readers
0: where they can follow you on Instagram?
1: Sure, you can find Wait, Sorry. Me at... um,
0: oh, listeners. Sure. That's a total writers here. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, readers. Uh, can you tell our listeners where they can follow you on Instagram?
1: Absolutely. I am at Holmes, and all of my thoughts are archived on my profile page so you can find them there if you want to catch up.
0: Oh, excellent. Another rabbit hole. I love <laughs> yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> thanks okay. Again. Thanks so
1: much for being here. Thanks for having me, you guys. Of course. Of
2: course. <laughs> Thank you again to uh, Elizabeth for stopping by uh, I don't know. I wish I had her genius. I never thought about the brand stuff before. Yeah, we, she's given us a lot of food for thought. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. And before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. And I'm gonna let
0: you start, Caitlin. Oh goodness gracious, um, I, didn't, I wasn't ready. Okay, the high was, a surpri- was the surprise of this trip um, to Lesotho. I think the photos are really beautiful and just are an excellent reminder that Prince Harry's a really great person.
2: He looks so good at
0: those pictures too. Yeah,
2: in addition to being a stud muffin, he's a really good person. Great person, great looking, etc. cetera. Shoes as well in the wife department. Good dude. I wonder if he would have chosen us. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's a conversation for another time. God, Lisa. <laughs> I've had like two gents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so my high is of course going to be the revelation that Prince George was celebrating his fifth birthday on a private island. Oh, super casual. Same? Yeah, same, No. just kidding. Mine was probably uh, celebrated in suburban Ontario with my cousins. <laughs> yeah. My with fifth my birthday, birthday was in New Jersey. Indeed sounds right. And what about your low?
0: My low was that for a couple of hours last week, there were reports that Prince Philip had passed away. So, (laughs) this has happened before, and I'm sure it will happen again, and so now it's sort of a cried wolf situation, but he is 97 years old, and he did have a hip replacement in the last year, and he has retired from public life, so... I mean, honestly, it is only a matter of time, but it still is really stressful and sad when that starts happening. Um, So yeah, there was talk all over Twitter that he had passed away. So that was Milo.
2: And not to be too personal, because I do read every single comment, but (laughs) Milo is definitely receiving an email from Caitlyn being like, maybe Prince Philip is dead. Right when I was in the middle of Mama Mia and I had to walk out, because <laughs> I was like, I have to report this, I have to report this.
0: You're a dedicated steward of the royal family. Um, so I'm sorry, but I thought you needed to know that second because I thought this was really
2: it this time. I know, I mean, I was looking at the tweets, I thought it was it too, but then it wasn't. And it was I'm not. so glad it's not. I'm so glad it's not. But at the same time, I can't take back that Mama Mia viewing. <laughs> <laughs> you had others.
0: I did. TBD.
2: Story TBD. Anyway, you can follow me, Lisa Ryan, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and read my writing at The Cut.
0: And you can follow me, Caitlin Menza, at Hey K Men's on Twitter and Instagram and read more of my writing at com
2: And in the meantime, please also follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Remember to subscribe and leave us the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best kind. Seriously, as I said, I do read them all. (laughs) (laughs) And until next week, God save the pod. Excellent. (laughs) Now that's going to be on it, isn't it?
0: Uh, Damn. uh, I should say cuter things.
2: Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production.